all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason, you. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Good morning. Thanks for being with us on Southern Remedy for Women. I'm Karen Brown here with Dr. Michelle Owens and Dr. Allie Brown. And today, I only need to say one word and we'll start the show. Sex. (laughs) Okay, it's yours. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. So if there are little kids around, you might want to tell them to put on their earmuffs. Um, (laughs) And if you happen to be listening for those. So when I when I uh, meet people out, a lot of times the people who are are avid listeners um, of the show will often say, oh, I listen to you. I listen to you either in my car. If you're in your car, you're probably safe. But some people are like, oh, yeah, and I play it at work. So this is kind of one of those that you might want to turn your speakers down. Put your earbuds on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because we are um, going out on a limb as we do from time to time. um, This is probably one of our more um, racier topics, I guess. Is that a term? More racier, yeah. One of our racier topics. (laughs) Not more racier, but one of our racier topics. Um, Yeah. And... With, well, you know, this is the we we were talking about heart health um, last week because this is Heart Month, um, and we're also, you know, it's February. It's the month of love, and um, so we are also going to have a a great time today talking about sex. We always look forward to the sex show and uh, putting it on. We usually like to do it sometimes around Valentine's Day. Not to say that people only have sex around Valentine's Day. We recognize that happens a lot, but it just seems to be a nice little. Dr. Owens has more it. papers than I've ever seen spread across the table. And you should see some of the positions. This is her favorite show. This is her favorite show of the year. Totally, oh my gosh, yeah. So just kidding. Just really getting do, things off. No, we really enjoy doing <laughs> Oh, see, that was Let bad. me give the phone number out bad. because people might. Okay, and this is one of those shows, again, you don't, give a, you don't have to give us your real name. You don't no. have to tell us where you really live. If You, know, you can ask candid questions Please, or not. Absolutely. And if you prefer to put it in email form, if that's easier for you, you can do that. But first, the number to call. 1-877-MPB-RING 1-877-672-7464 or send an email to women at mpbonline.org Dun, dun, dun. I'm done. It's all yeah, right. I was like, oh. Now man. everybody's it sitting there quiet. scared to say anything. No, I, this is something that um, I think is, is I, I appreciate the fact that we always dedicate um, some time to do this show um, because, again, this is something that women sometimes have difficulty talking about. And the interesting thing that I found out as a women's health provider is that women may have difficulty initiating the conversation. But overwhelmingly, they these are issues that women want to talk about. 
and that that men want to talk about. And I think sometimes it's very difficult to find a safe space, even with a provider, um, where you feel like you can have those conversations. And so for those um, who are out in our listening audience who are um, healthcare professionals, just knowing that um, we can oftentimes be uh, instrumental in um, initiating those conversations by asking the questions or by making sure that we always include that in our evaluation of patients for whatever reason that we see them because, um, you know, this is actually a, a normal part of life and um, a healthy sex life is part of, you know, a positive or a good relationship. Um, and no matter what medical issues or problems people may have, um, they usually sex is very important. Um, and so how to continue to have a healthy sex life or to not be adversely impacted in your sexuality and how you feel sexually and sexual pleasure, those things may change over the course of time um, and also may change with management of certain medical problems. Or if you have a medical problem, um, it may affect sexual performance. It may affect sexual desire. Medications can do that. Um, changes that may occur to our bodies may change the way that we feel as sexual beings and our perception of our own sexuality and um then the other part is that emotional thing and how you don't necessarily tease out the emotional from the physical and 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 when you're talking about um sexuality and sexual health i think that's very much um it rings true even in that regard so um by being by treating a whole person and considering in all instances how medical illnesses or what people are experiencing may also impact or affect their sexual health. I think we can um, kind of help to make sure that we are addressing those issues and concerns and give people permission to have what may be perceived by them as somewhat of a difficult conversation to initiate. All right. Where do we start then? Well, um, I guess we can I guess we could start with just health benefits reason health benefits to sex how about that we can start off with some of the some of the unintended consequences cuz we know let's just start out by stating the obvious that that sex is for reproduction, for the most part, sex like that's, may it's lead necessary. To pregnancy. It's necessary. Well, absolutely, for it's, propagation it is, of the is, species. Absolutely. So, so you know, sex for um, reproduction, number one, recreation, number two. Um, so, um, and there are some people, you know, we say that, but there are some people who struggle with issues related to infertility. And so even in the process of quote, what it was intended for, um, there can be difficulties that people encounter. Um, but the other part is that there are some other consequences, um, that can be beneficial to one's health as it pertains to, you know, the actual act itself. And so there are some positive health benefits that come from um, a healthy uh, sexual life. And so um, I guess we can kind of go over some of those just so that people know the other good things that can come from it besides other little people. These are things you can tell your spouse tonight. Like what? When, you plead, you when to, you're pleading your case. If you have to make the appeal, exactly. If you have to make the appeal, we're going to arm you with some great information so that uh, you can make a very compelling argument in case for all of the good things that can come from Do you burn calories? Sex. Yes. Absolutely. It's exercise. 
Okay. It's exercise. So, um, so that counts. And, you know, so part of the sexual response, you can, you have a increase in your heart rate. Um, you also get this, uh, you get the benefits of the exercise. And so the more vigorous you can be, or the, the more creative you can be, you can add more or less, um, athleticism to your to your sexual interaction and that can also increase um, the overall exercise benefits however I would say to people who have not been overly athletic in a very long time please be very careful um, before you start <laughs> trying to do things that maybe are, not install the trapeze right away right heart attacks <laughs> things saying, happen right now there so we're talking about asking about impact of of your medical illnesses or what you're experiencing on your sex life but the other part is like it's not the time for you to try to become some new athlete that you haven't been all <laughs> along without being mindful of those kinds of things so um but it's great to um to kind of mix things up sometimes in those uh, different uh, positions or um, the frequency or duration, all of those things can give you the added benefit because it's, it's exercise. It's exercise. It depends on how actively you, you participate. This is true. Yes. So participate. Absolutely. What, what else? Does it have anything to do with <laughs> Karen's your... Like, stop. It, well, I just I want to know all the benefits. <laughs> well, and the other part is that it can actually give you give your immune system a boost. Um, so it's been shown to actually boost immunity, and so it can be helpful. And so you won't get the flu. Egg. There's a reason. That's right. <laughs> yeah, getting a flu shot's another way that you can kind of help to ward off the flu. But I mean, but sex sex will also help. It's to a boost complement to the flu shot, indeed, not a replacement. Exactly. <laughs> but why does it boost your immunity? Well, there have been some studies that have shown that there is an increase in um, levels of um, hormones, proteins, et cetera, that can actually that are protect that are considered protective or that give you additional immunity. And so um, that's one way that that can that you can get that positive benefit from sexual intercourse and uh, a boost to your immune system. And another boost, I guess, is uh, mental. Right. You have a release of neurochemicals that can trigger happiness. Yeah, I like good to for call your it, mood. I call it the B spot, your brain, because oh because your brain is so important in not only your own individual perception of your sexuality or your um, sexiness, so to speak, but also just how you perceive your partner. Um, and sometimes there can be some very erotic things that can just happen or take place in your mind that can increase your desire and increase your enthusiasm for the activity. So it's kind of like you can have the sex in your mind before you actually get to <laughs> the actual activity. It's um, like a warm up. Exactly. It's like, yeah, getting yourself, getting yourself ready. And, you know, it's, and it's funny because it's just like how you, how you stretch, but how people stretch before they, uh, they may stretch before they they go out and go for a run. It's kind of like you're giving yourself that opportunity to be warmed up. And in some instances, you can have physiologic responses just by what you can create in your mind in that that mental warm up. If you really get if you got your your B spot game on, you can actually have physical um, consequences. So, for example. Physical effects, women, whether it's, um, you know, there are glands that are within the vagina 
And those vaginal glands will um, secrete lubrication, natural lubricants that will kind of help to assist in sexual um, activity. And for males, um, the, the penis can become erect. And that's something that can happen just with, it doesn't always have to be physical or tactile stimulation. That can actually even occur with visual stimulation or mental stimulation. So that B spot, as I like to call it. Look at the time. It's time. <laughs> time for Karen our first is break. under the table right now. Um, but. Time for our first break. Marjorie, hang on the phone. We're going to take your phone call as soon as we come back. If you'd like to give us a call, the number is 1-877-MPB-RING. 1-877-67. Seven four six four, or send an email to women at mpbonline.org and we'll be right back to talk more about SEX here on MPB <laughs> Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back and thanks for listening to Southern Remedy for Women. I'm Karen Brown and Dr. Michelle Owens and Dr. Allie Brown are talking about sex today, although Dr. Brown mostly, is mostly just yeah, mostly Dr. Owens. making faces right. and blushing. We're going to go straight to the phone. Marjorie's calling in from Kent. And hi, Marjorie, go ahead. Oh, hi. I wonder if you would talk about the um, importance of um, uh, speak specifically to men about the importance of foreplay and uh other ways of stimulation other than the act of intercourse itself. I think it's important that, you know, when women have, have, are pregnant, when they have babies, that men need to know how to um, be pleased themselves and how to uh, please their spouses, uh, or even at times when their spouse might be ill, um, other types of uh, eroticism, if you will, than just the act of intercourse. Way to go, Marjorie. Kent in the city of love. (laughs) I love it. So, um, Marjorie, you are absolutely correct. And I think um, one of the most important things that I think um, could be beneficial to people who are um, involved in sexual relationships um, is communication. And by that, I think... um, I think as women, many women are not accustomed to um, speaking about those things that that we really want sexually. And some of that may be social. um, But I think that it is it is very important that if you are involved in a sexual relationship, that you are willing to communicate your needs and your desires to your partner and to do so in a way that is loving and positive. 
So, like, for example, for guys, it's like, don't just press the back of the neck toward your penis. That's, you know, if you could articulate that, you know, if that's something that you would like. And for women, if you if you want more foreplay, you know, whisper to your partner, let him he or she know what it is that you enjoy and what you like, because the good thing about um a, a sex a, a great healthy relationship um, when you are sharing um, e- each other physically like when you it's even better when you're in in tune emotionally and so if you can share that with your partner it only takes it to the next level um, and and how many times it shouldn't be a situation where it's one-sided um, it really should be a mutually beneficial a mutually enjoyable experience and the way that you assure that is by telling your partner in a, in a and I, I always say in a very loving way because there are times when I think out of frustration um, people will say oh well I don't like it when you do x y and z it's much easier for you to just flip that story and say hey you know I really liked it when you did this that po- positive reinforcement <laughs> instead of negative yeah like the carrot instead of the stick you just kind of say I really enjoyed when you did that or I like it when you do that or even in the moment if you can give more positive um, feedback when somebody does something that you like and enjoy you know it's kind of like Kind of like a donut, right? Maybe you, you get need a that good donut. You want more of it. You, you say, mm, "This is a good donut." I like that a little ding, bit more. Like, like, like our producer gives. <laughs> Jay right? is not giving me the ding because I think but I'm just saying, like, to, to, to give positive reinforcement. Maybe you could just do that during the act. Like, if things are going well, ding. There you go. Well, yeah, but get if you your don't, own bell. And you know, sadly enough, there there have been studies about sex and sexual relationships, and we've gotten. Um, input that one in five people actually are on their phone during no 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 guys 20 percent yes 20 percent of people use their phone this was a survey given on the phone during intercourse (laughs) it's not even during foreplay no oh my gosh (laughs) what are they doing (laughs) so i don't so i look at instagram i mean i don't understand i don't know texting 20 20 (laughs) percent of people are on their phone during sex so maybe they actually could give the ding but i think that when you when you really focus on each other um and you give that positive reinforcement or even after it's over if you have an opportunity to to cuddle or if you're laying there just kind of enjoying the afterglow if you could just say hey you know i really liked when you did such and such or that was really great like that kind of information is very helpful and sometimes it's good for i mean you can be open enough to even model or show your partner what it is that you like and i think that there's something to be said for people who feel comfortable enough, who know themselves well enough sexually to be able to demonstrate or assist or instruct their partner um, to be able to help please them. Because ultimately, I mean, the goal is, you know, it's not just about you getting whatever it is that you want from it, but also being able to, it's a sharing. You want to give something to your partner. You want to make sure that your partner enjoys it. And imagine how it would be if each partner kind of made it a competition and the competition was not who can get theirs the fastest, but more how, how can I make my partner feel better or enjoy this more than me? That's Marjorie, you said something about when, when the partner is sick. Is, what, what did you mean by that? 
uh, some some women are, uh, uh, you know, when they're ill, they have their husbands, uh, or when they have uh, either are pregnant and deliver a baby. Of course, sometimes that's an excuse for them to say, "Oh well, I couldn't get pleased here, so I had to go somewhere else." That kind of thing are um, that. Um, I've just found that to be the case. Well, but and, that's what I mean. Well, Marjorie, you're and you you touch on something, and there's actually a name for this. And I'm going to throw this out here um, for the people in our listening audience. So there is something called an orgasm gap, right? And so it's the difference between how many men typically have an orgasm during sex versus women. And roughly about 90 to 95% of men will have an orgasm when they have sex. However, for women, that is something that many women struggle with. And over 30% of women actually struggle to achieve orgasm or a sexual climax during intercourse. And so I think that's where the knowing your body or being able to talk to your partner about those things. There are many women who are even ashamed to say that they've never experienced an orgasm. And what I want the women out there to hear is that if that has not happened, if that's one of those things, if you're one of those women who's not had that happen, that you are definitely not alone. But there are ways that you can work to explore yourself sexually a little bit more in order to hopefully achieve that. But I think that what you mentioned, foreplay is very important to that. There are lots of women who are unable to or who don't achieve orgasm just with penetration alone. So if it's just whether it's a sex toy or if it is, you know, penile penetration, they are women who are unable to achieve an orgasm just with penetration alone. So that means that you have to employ some other mechanism of stimulation in order to get women to a place where they actually can, um, can experience the fullness of enjoy of sexual pleasure. Marjorie, we're going to let you go. So you don't have to, um, you can still keep listening. We're going to keep talking about this. Thank you so much for bringing that topic up though. Great topic. Um, I want to give the phone number out because I know people want to call now because now that you've said words like penile and <laughs> the number is one eight seven seven. Penetrate the phone lines, please. One eight seven seven MPB ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email if you'd prefer to women at mpbonline.org. And again, don't worry about giving your real first name or your real the real town that you're from. You don't have to do that if you don't want to. Yeah, you can just just call in and be random person with any comment. We appreciate all of it, and I think. That that these shows actually work better when we hear from our listeners because um, it helps people to understand that they're kind of like not alone in this process. But going back to what we were talking about with the whole concept of of women and difficulties uh, achieving sexual climax or orgasm, um, it's important for men to recognize that, that, you know, the, the physical part, a lot of times as you stimulate the body, there are things that will happen as part of the sexual response. And so the more time that or effort that you put into preparation, then the better your experience may be for your partner. Um, so whether that is, I mean, there are definitely other areas that are erogenous zones 
other than just the vagina. So um, the the breasts are, especially around the nipples, are also very sensitive. There are nerve endings there, and stimulation there can create oxytocin release, which is a hormone that is also released during orgasm. Um, additionally, there are nerve endings, and so that can stimulate a, a, a physical response that can also help increase vaginal lubrication and those kinds of things. So um, there are lots of other areas, um, whether it is the everybody's heard of the G-spot and the O spot, which is supposed to be behind the cervix or the opening to the uterus in the very posterior part of the vagina. Um, the actual area um, that is just in the, the, the front of the vaginal opening, the mons, which is like in the pubic area, um, all of those areas can be stimulated. And even, um, even in the anal area, there can be sexual stimulation that comes from um, stimulating those areas as well. So there are lots of different erogenous zones and other things like kissing, caressing, touching, all of those things can help kind of, as Dr. Brown so eloquently said, can help to warm, give you your pre-sex warm-up, your pre-game warm-up, so to speak, um, to help you intensify your experience and also reach a higher level of pleasure during the during the actual act. Look at the time. <laughs> it's time. It's almost time for a break. Let's go ahead and take one. Uh, let me get the phone number out again. Here's what I want. I want the person or the someone in the 20% who, who uses their phone during sexual intercourse, I want let you to Let us call. know what you're doing. I want to know if you're texting or... And when you call, let us know if you're currently in the act. Or, what? Yes. Okay. or maybe making a video. Who or texting your partner. The number is, and they answer. Right. Right. 1-877-MPB-RING. 1-877-672-7464. Or send an email to women at mpbonline.org. We'll be back for more Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Southern Remedy for Women. I'm Karen Brown, and we're talking about sex today. Dr. Michelle Owens is here, of course, and she's our expert today because Dr. Brown, Dr. Allie Brown, is too... Too embarrassed to say anything. Thanks for giving my about, first and last name. <laughs> <laughs> and her address is. No. Um, we are talking about sex, and we have a phone call from Chico calling in from Oxford. Hi, Chico. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. 
I, I, I well, I had one comment, but now since y'all asked about what does one do with their cell phone, oh no, sex, I have two comments. Well, great, oh, let's okay. hear them. Remember, Chico, public radio, okay? <laughs> like it matters. Well, yeah, I mean, that was I, didn't everybody use their cell phone during sex? We, we use ours to listen to Mississippi Public Radio. Oh, how sexy! Oh boy, <laughs> if that doesn't it. get great. you in the mood. <laughs> you use the MPB app. Gets us in the mood, right? I love it. No, but free MPB app. I'm sorry? You use the free MPB app available on iTunes? <laughs> oh, no, we do it in an old-fashioned way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what was your I other comment, to, Chico? <laughs> in all seriousness, I did want to make the comment that y'all should rerun this show during drive time. <laughs> you think? You think we'd raise money with this one? <laughs> and, and and give out public notice that you're gonna that you're gonna be playing the show. Sure, it'll, even Baptist will tune in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank y'all very much. All right, thanks, Chico. It. Thanks so much, thanks, Chico. Oh okay. boy, that was can I great. tell a joke? Can I tell a sex joke? Oh, yeah, that's please really do. Clean. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. It's just going to lighten the mood. Okay, okay. let's do it. A let's minister do it. is invited by a woman's group to give a talk on sex, sexual relations between a man and woman. But he doesn't want to tell his wife he's doing that because he's afraid that she'll be embarrassed. So he tells her he's going to give a talk on sailing. Sailing, you know, boats. Oh, sailing. 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 I thought you said oh, sailing. We heard the same no, thing. not sailing. Sailing. I don't know what sailing is. Sailing in a boat, and so. He does that. And a couple weeks later, his wife runs into a friend of of hers who says, oh, my goodness, we so enjoyed your husband's talk. It was so informative. He just knew so much about the subject. And the wife goes, I don't know why. He's only done it twice. The first time he threw up and the second time his hat blew off. (laughs) (laughs) Ta-da-da. Where's the ding? There you All go. Right. All right. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> we have a phone call. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> somebody please save us from Karen's jokes. <laughs> Justin is calling in from Memphis. Hi, Justin. Do you have a question? Uh, yes, ma'am. I was going to ask, ask the doctor. My, me and my wife have been married for 22 years, and about six years ago, she was in a horrific car accident, and she's a double amputee, one below the knee and one above the knee. And it seems like our sex life has really went downhill. She sees a psychologist, but and it's not a problem of, um, I guess, per se, the act itself. It's just I don't know if her self-confidence has went away or what. But, I mean, she doesn't have any problem helping me or whatever with me, but the act of sex is just off the table now for some reason. So, um, Justin, when you when you say it's off the table, is it that um, is it that you when you would like to have sex with her that she um, she doesn't want to like she's happy to make sure that you get what you need, but she doesn't um, want to actually engage herself in sex. Is that what it is? Right, and it, like I say, it's been six years. And I mean, and she's coped with the accident really well. I mean, she wears prosthetics. She's she's active still. I mean, this woman was a four and a half to five mile a day runner. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're pretty athletic people, uh, and it's not that. And she still is athletic in a way that she goes to the gym, she works out, but it's just like, it's just yeah, the sex has just went off the table. I mean, my for me. Yeah, it's you know if I if I want it or whatever, she helps me out. But it's the act of sex itself is like just not there. I mean, it's just not. I, 
I'm, I'm going to say in probably in six years, we've probably had sex three, had act, the actual act of sex three times. So, um, so Justin, here's a, a couple of things. You touched on a, a few things. So this clearly was a very devastating accident to your wife that created yeah. a huge change in her life. And so I think that you, you are perceptive to realize that there may be some element of how she feels about herself um, as a person who, as you mentioned, was very active, it sounds like with her prostheses and other things and going to the gym that she's trying to maintain some level of normalcy and that she's done a tremendous job of fighting back from what could have been something that just sidelined her altogether. And um, it seems like she's definitely open to meet the challenge but one of the things that i think is really important is women's sexuality include is all inclusive it's mind body and spirit and when something like that happens i think it may be that you know it might be worth and the way that you do this whether it's with another person if it's through therapy or if you feel comfortable asking her the question i mean to let her know that she's still desirable to you and that you still desire her and and to to kind of talk to her about um how she's still the same to you and you still you know love her and how you very much would like because i mean if you just say you know before this thing happened our sex was great i enjoyed it i still like it i still want to be with you the other thing is that she may have different feeling, like her sensation or her bodily response may be different. Um, now, since the accident, it may be that you might need to consider different positions or other things. But it sounds like you guys have a really great foundation to be able to talk about those things, because I guarantee you, if you've noticed that you're only having sex three times, she does too. And all you guys need to do is just have some conversations about, and, and it's sometimes difficult to bring it up, but it's something that's really important. And the reason I say that is because the, inf the, the studies that we, we know are out there show that bad sex or sex going south is more detrimental to a relationship than than great sex has the ability to improve a relationship. So I think you you guys owe it to each other um, to have that conversation in a very safe space to lovingly address, you know, being able to reclaim those things that were very important in your relationship and that matter. And the other part is you know, continually building her up so that she knows that whatever reservations she may feel, that they don't that that you don't feel those things, that they're not issues for you. Um, but I think you should. I mean, how does that sound? Oh, that's that's wonderful. And I, and I do my best to, to build her up. And, you know, I've held her on a pedestal ever since we've gotten married. So she's the love of my life. I mean, I don't know. And I try to let her know that and the car wreck didn't change anything for me. I, I still love her as much as I did the day we got married. I mean, I, I, if I could, I'd carry her in my pocket with me every day, everywhere I go. It sounds so like she's sweet. lucky to have you. I want to add something, Justin, or for anyone who's listening, you say, oh, it, but it's so hard to initiate that conversation. It's just so difficult. I would recommend writing things down. That you and your partner say, you know what, I can't speak about this, I'm a little embarrassed, let's write things down, and then 
will both go to our yeah. notes and go one by one, you know, the things that we look for in sex or, or you know, pleasing one another. And the other thing, though, is that even though, Justin, it didn't change for you, she might feel a whole lot different. And oh. and and that that is something that you as a spouse can have an opportunity. It's an opportunity for you to be there and be supportive. Um, but the other part is just, I mean, that consistency and continually allowing them to know because, you know, somebody can tell you all day long that things haven't changed. But if you feel in your heart that everything's different and you don't feel that way, a lot of times that can be a barrier. And I'm not saying that that's exactly what's going on, but I could see how if that was a source of reservation for her, how that might have drastically uh, changed um, her ability to feel comfortable. And the other part is, again, after a major accident, sensation in that part of her body may be very different. And so how her nerves respond and how her body responds, it just may not have been something that was pleasurable after. Um, and so only through having those conversations, though, can you really get at that. And if that's the case, then you can start working together to find ways to be able to rediscover and enjoy sex together again. Justin, thank you so much for your phone call. We wish you the very best, you and your wife. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to stay on the phone. That was the sweetest thing. It really was. He he just really, you can tell how much he adores her. I mean, that's awesome. Roosevelt calling in from Jackson. Hi, Roosevelt. Uh, yeah. Uh, what I want to talk about is, uh, you know, I come from a large family, you know, like ten sisters and five brothers. And when I was in a medical uh, program back in the early 80s, uh, it was uh, a lady friend and her friend wanted to come over and study with me. You know, because I was, you know, the one answer all the questions in the class. Now, I was interested in the uh, the latest friend, and uh, I put on a, a, a drug movie, and her friend got upset, the one I wanted. And so they ended up both leaving. But uh, what happened is, the one that I wasn't interested in, she came back by, and... Uh, uh, we were sitting out at the table studying and stuff. She got up and went to my bedroom and disclosed herself and got into bed. And it turns out that she liked the sex more than I did and stuff to the point where when I got out of school and she was in her car and I was in my car, I would try to get home real quick, drop my books off, and uh, get up out of there. But uh, she would always beat me there, and she loved the bed more than I did. Okay. <laughs> We're going to wrap it up right there with Roosevelt. So... So, Roosevelt, your comment was just under just to kind of point out the fact that there are some instances in which women's sex drive and women's desire for sex can outpace that of our male counterparts. Right. I said that you. So your point was just to say that there are times when women's desire and drive can also outpace that of our male counterparts. And so, yeah, that that can happen from time to time. 
Roosevelt, thank you so much for your phone call. Getting a lot of different perspectives. We are going to take our last break of the hour. If you want to give us a call, the number is one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or send an email to women at mpbonline.org. We'll be back for our last segment of our show about sex. Stay with us. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome welcome back to Southern Remedy for Women, and thank you for staying with us through this show, which is very interesting, and and we're trying to make it entertaining as well. And It's about sex. And, and informative, absolutely. Well, Dr. Owens and Dr. Brown. It's also not about study so much habits. Dr. Brown. Yeah, it's about study habits as well. Uh, talking about sex and, and um, communicating with your partner. What we haven't talked about are things that make, make you uh, lose your desire or, you know, medications. That or, would be mojo. Or, yeah, your mojo makes yeah, you lose, lose your, your mojo. mojo. Or, it's a scientific term. Yeah. Or you could be a little bit more scientific and use the term libido, which is your sexual drive or sexual desire. So if you hear the term libido, that's what they're talking about. Um, You know, it's interesting because there is something called um, hypoactive sexual desire dysfunction or HSDD. And it is the most common... um, female sexual dysfunction, most common sexual dysfunction in females. And that's just basically like low desire. And anywhere from 30 to 40 percent of women will experience this at some point. Um, And so it's and it's basically either absent or diminished feelings of sexual interest or desire. So that concept of decreased libido. And it goes into, you know, I said, you know, women's sexuality is inclusive. So um, we also have um, the absence of sexual thoughts or fantasies and then the inability to respond or you don't have, you know, responsive desire. Um, And that's something that's actually quite common. As I said, it's just under half, anywhere from 30 to a third to um, 40 percent of women will experience that. Um, And so there is um, there's one medication that is available for use in reproductive age women with low libido. um, And that's that medicine that they that's been billed as the pink pill because you know what they called when Viagra came out it was the blue pill. I just want to let you know that a lot of men just picked up a pen. <laughs> There's a little pink pill um, that is 
that um, is available for reproductive age women who have low libido. And it's called Flabanserin, um, but the brand name is Addy. It's A-D-D-Y-I, um, but the, the actual brand name is Flabanserin. Um, and it's been shown to make a difference, a marginal difference for those women who have low sexual desire, or low libido. And it's kind of so so the easy way to remember pink for girls, blue for guys, blue Viagra. And it, while this is not exactly the same as like a Viagra for women, um, it is intended to treat decreased libido or low sexual desire. Um, and there's only one medication that's kind of out there in that way. Now, we know that there are some uh, other medications that can have positive I know benefits. an over-the-counter medication. Jewelry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go on. Continue. <laughs> okay. Continue. So, I wasn't expecting that. But, um, yeah, so jewelry works, um, I guess as well but if not get your addy <laughs> indeed um and so and and it's it's not you know it's not like a silver bullet but it is it is something that's available for women um who experience this um we did have can i ask a, yeah, a call absolutely a caller um wants to know um the anti-depression aspects of sex Oh, well, I think Dr. Brown had kind of touched on that earlier about so so dopamine release. Absolutely. And and endorphins. So the release of it's kind of like, you know, how runners get that runner's high, this release of dopamine and and endorphins. And you also get that same release from having sex. And so it does. it, It makes you feel better and it kind of just increases your overall uh well-being increase your overall feelings of well-being but unfortunately the other side of that is one of the symptoms of depression is anhedonia so losing pleasure in the things that used to bring you pleasure so yeah. there's a high likelihood you can't just say to your depressed partner hey we'll cure it because they probably don't re- just legitimately really don't have mm-hmm. the desire right and if they yeah. Just yeah. to reach that point you just said, yeah. those great yeah. endorphins or whatever. And I mean, if even if we were talking about that, you know, just thinking about it, you know, when uh, with the other caller, when Justin called in and we had the conversation about, you know, how those things can impact, how different experiences can impact people. Um, so that's another another opportunity. Um you mentioned, um, Karen, other things. So things that can change, hormonal changes can definitely create a change in your sexual desire. Um, and so one of the things is, um, of course, menopause or going through the change of life. You can have um, a, a change in your sexual drive or sexual desire. And this happens for men, too. So you menopause. Know, menopause, exactly, mm. because their testosterone levels decrease and their sexual desire also can change as a result of that. So that's just something else to keep in mind. Um, there are also other chronic health conditions like diabetes and hypertension. How about lack um, of sleep? That definitely sleep deprivation. Um, and also women who have pelvic surgery, like a hysterectomy, sometimes that can influence their overall sexual desire and drive. And sometimes children. The, that goes well, with lack just, of sleep. That's just interruption. That's just interruption. Um, and then 
the other part is that like if your thyroid disorders can also influence your your sex drive and desire. Um, so there are lots of different um, medical conditions that can cause problems, especially if they have neurologic diseases, um, multiple sclerosis, spinal cord injuries, anything that affects the nerves or the innervation there um, can also cause problems with sexual function. We're going to take our last call of the hour. Caller, go ahead. Hello? They lost their mojo. Okay, it's something wrong with the phones. Apologize. We apologize to the callers. So you have another minute or two to to wrap up, Dr. Owens. Well, I, you know, I think it's important that um, we just acknowledge the fact that um, that we are sexual beings and that um, that a healthy sex life is is healthy um it is normal um but there are some people who also experience decreased sexual desires for a variety of different reasons and the most important thing um in optimizing any relationship you know is communication and i think when you're talking about sexual relations and sexual relationships um that still rings true and so um you know if you are currently involved in a situation where you're either a not enjoying or experiencing the the amount of sex that you want or if it's not of the quality that you desire, I think it's really important to have conversations with, number one, your partner in a very loving and safe space to be able to talk to them positively about ways to enhance your experiences and so that you both can do better jobs of pleasing each other. And then the other part is that some of that um, may be the result of something medical that is going on. And there are options that are available for people who have decreased sexual desire or who are experiencing difficulty having the, the sexual experience that they want that can be addressed with the healthcare provider. And for those people who are actually providers, I think, you know, it doesn't have to fall entirely on our shoulders, but we can do incredible things just by opening the door to conversation to give people the opportunity to talk openly about those things. Well said. Well said. Southern Remedy for Women is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio. It is funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and by generous support from the MPB Foundation. Today's show was engineered by Jay White. Our call screener, Rosemary Lewis. For Dr. Michelle Owens, for Dr. Allie Brown, I'm Karen Brown. Join us next Friday at 11 for Southern Remedy for Women. And stay tuned. NPR's Here and Now is next on MPB Think Radio. Happy Valentine's Day. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting.